0: You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network.
1: Hi, this is Jam D. Mateus, and you're listening to the Epic Marvel Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Epic Marvel Movie
0: podcast. I am Steve Ferguson. Interestingly enough, I am Douglas Ferguson. How's it going, Doug? Um uh uh, mm, uh good. Excellent. Yeah, and as I said, very decisively.
1: We uh it's been a while since we've been able to come to uh come to record here, but uh I wanna say not even a week ago, you had a B movie night.
0: I did. I. This is an ongoing tradition, actually. I just Going thought of years. I want to say circa 2005. Um, but and I'm not even the originator. Do you remember who the originator was? Who who did the first B movie night? And I just started to carry the torch. I don't know who. Uh, well, Ian was Jones. It was well, Ian it was Jones friend, because yeah. he wanted to show us how bad the movie Decoys was. That's so we made right. a night that's of it. That's right. Um, Decoys is a Canadian. Uh, uh, a Canadian species, we'll say
1: that's very generous. But yes, it's a Canadian version of species. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well,
0: there's a lot more snow in it. Yeah, Ooh, that's uh, for sure, and a lot less good in it. Yeah. Well, and- you know, what, you know, species, to be fair, not a great film, <laughs> but uh, it was definitely better. Qu- it, it, there was a little more logic to it than uh, than decoys. But they made a decoys too, actually. Oh, they made a species two and three, I think. Um, I can, yeah, definitely a two. I don't know about three, but I wouldn't be surprised. Did we, did we watch
1: species at this most recent B movie night? I nope. don't know the answer. No, no, we're to. no the answer is no.
0: <laughs> no, we watched. We started off with uh, War of the Monsters, mm-hmm. which is uh, Gamma versus uh, Barugon. 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 Barugon um and then we watched well actually we, we finished the night with dead heat, yeah just, I'm just kind of bearing the lead a little bit here. with mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> coincidentally with Joe Piscopo mm-hmm. who had a a guest starring role in one episode of Star Trek: the Next Generation because everything leads back to Star Trek apparently yes
0: it, he, uh, he was he played the uh, the the comedian who was trying to teach data humor in season two that regis O'Cnor. Mm-hmm. Which
1: objectively is a bad episode.
0: It's not good. No. it's You know, it's not without any redeeming qualities, but, uh, you know, the comedy stuff really doesn't land.
1: But do you know who else was in Dead Heat? I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw that Robert Ricardo was in Dead Heat as well. He
0: sure was. Yeah. And he had a mustache. But still bald. He was still bald. Yeah, so he's been bald for a long time. Yeah. You know, it just seems like that's, that's, his, that's his thing.
1: We also watched a couple short films, uh, Mm. local films that were done for a film festival I participated in called Crazy Eights, uh, and that was a load of fun, but that's not what we are talking about today. We're talking about the third feature, the middle feature of the night.
0: This is the one that I deemed the the centerpiece of the B-movie night. That's right. It was... I was kind of stretching it to call it a B movie, to be honest, cause it's not really it, no. But uh, but I because it, because it, it was made with a budget and theatrical release and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, it was supposed to be a hit. Yes, they made it to be a big hit. Yes, because it had Olivia Newton-John and uh, Gene Kelly, Gene Kelly, yeah. and uh, and the guy from the Warriors, <laughs> Michael Beck. <laughs> yes, Michael yes, Beck. Yeah.
1: Who, actually, you put it so succinctly on the night of about Michael Beck's career. Do you remember what he said? Yes,
0: um, that's right. It was, um, he got it started with the Warriors, and and so got it on the right path, and then uh, Xanadu completely derailed it. (laughs) Now, that being said, he has had a lot of work, but I mean, like, no, 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 no.
1: It looks. It honestly looks like that he was going to be, you know, an up-and-comer A-lister and stuff, and (laughs) down
0: she went. A lot of people went down with uh, Xanadu. (laughs) Um, So, like, really like 11 newton john was she acting much after that or did she just kind of stick with music
1: uh based on what i saw it was it was both like there okay, were, she, it was she did
0: stick with both okay yeah um <laughs> gene kelly though didn't do any more movies after that Although, he did
1: three more appearances on tv
0: not that you know not that gene kelly lives or dies by xanadu because yeah. um he just you know at that point it was sort of like a it was just like a little footnote in what what is a very respectable career.
1: And according to IMDb trivia, the reason why he took the role really in the first place was it was a short drive from his house, <laughs> <laughs> according to IMDb. Oh,
0: well, I but mean, I believe it. I mean, yeah, IMDb, they filled in that yeah, area. They're, yeah, they're, they're usually right about things. Um, yeah. I don't imagine they post a lot of, like, false information. They want to be trustworthy.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, yeah, so Xanadu was supposed to be a big hit. Um, uh, by the looks of it, actually, it didn't. It didn't have a huge budget. It did make its budget back, so it yeah. wasn't like a huge flop, but I think it was widely understood to be not a good movie.
1: No, I think in part it did suffer from a couple uh, deficiencies in that, first off, it dated itself really quickly, especially because uh, it came out in, what was it, 81? 80. 80, mm-hmm. and already... Disco was uh, starting to become a very controversial mm-hmm. sort of thing, Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, it was stupidly, stupidly controversial. We talked about this on on our other podcast, the Music A to Z podcast, when we did a Bee Gees episode about the night disco died, and there was the arena, and they were they were burning uh, albums. And at the time, I was just like, "Look, if some people want to enjoy disco, just let them enjoy disco," you know. Like, it, it just it seemed like a ridiculous display
0: uh of of anger um towards a genre of music you know you know we weren't there yeah so it's really hard to like understand what the cultural mindset was um but yeah in hindsight it it all seems a bit silly yeah Yeah. so i mean that was a part of it um and
1: i think as well the they were really really trying to build it if you watch the trailer uh, you know, it's oh, it's Olivia Newton-John, star of Greece, Oh, it's Gene Kelly, you know the the Hollywood legend. It's Michael Beck, star of *The Warriors*, and *Warriors* was was a. It wasn't like a massive, huge blockbuster film, but it was extremely well respected. Uh, and I mean, to this, to this day, it has tremendous cult status. But, um, I mean, it, it wasn't Star Wars by any stretch, but it was it was a very well-respected film.
0: Have you seen The Warriors?
1: I have seen The Warriors. I actually like it a lot.
0: I like it, but it's a little more rudimentary than you'd expect. Oh, yeah, sure. It's like it's very straightforward mm-hmm. of like, uh-oh, let's get home. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, the journey's kind of fun, but it's like, oh, this is very... There. I like know, it. It's very, very... Yeah, I 8. like point A to point B. <laughs> I know? like the
1: allegorical aspect of it, though. You know, taking taking a Greek legend and then transcribing it to a near future dystop- dystopia. Right. Um, I I find that intrinsically interesting because. Uh, sidebar, he could, they could have gone the way of Zardoz and made it a grand spectacle and over the top, but but no, they kept it so simple and they they <laughs> kept it simple. You know? And a lot less mankini. Way mm-hmm. less mankini. Mm-hmm. There was still, I think, a little bit mankini. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: but, but, it, but it wasn't Sean Connery in a mannequin. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, and then it was Billing Electric Light,
0: light Orchestra, which was a very well known and very well respected Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, people still know electric, electric Light Orchestra. It's not like you go, like, oh, them. Wow. That, oh, that instantly dates it. I mean, it does kind of instantly. It, it does but, date it, but, but... that's not the, the part that really dates the no. most. And truthfully, when
1: I watched the movie afterwards, I just wanted to listen to Electric Light Orchestra. So totally, yeah, I, I well, did. Yeah. They, <laughs> they don't bring me down. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Although I, uh, interestingly, um, listening to one or two of the song cues, I was reminded of their other songs, and so again through IMDb, uh, Jeff Lynne of ELO only really composed one song specifically for Xanadu, whereas the other ones were songs that he had kind of kicking around but weren't mm. released and stuff, uh, which is interesting. It's like, hey, can you can you contribute to the soundtrack of this film? yeah sure what do i got lying around um, okay <laughs> here's this song and this song and this- look i've got a bunch of songs for you oh but none of them say xanadu in them oh well uh okay uh how about this one okay <laughs> nice <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah I,
0: anyways uh yeah doug walk us through uh walk us through xanadu have fun oh, Man. <laughs> Yeah, dumping this on me. You always dump this on me. You're really, really good at it. <laughs> so, Michael Beck, what's his... Oh, shoot. Sonny. Sonny. Okay, yeah. yeah.
1: How do you like that, though? You know, uh, as far as... I'm sorry, just... You know, you know when you get these these sort of rudimentary sort of like hero names? Mm-hmm. You know, protagonist names? Uh, Sonny is just like top of the list as far as I'm concerned. Well,
0: you know, what, what, what struck me was that... Um, Sonny is a character in Greece. Yes. And there was a. I played, I played Sonny when I did Greece, the play.
1: And Danny. Danny's a character in Greece as well.
0: And uh, was 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 there Danny in the. In the... Yeah, it was uh, Gene Kelly's character, was Danny. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As you see, not a lot sticks. Um, mm, no, that's fair. <laughs> but yes, yeah, Sonny, he's an artist, he's a dreamer. <laughs> and he can't art or dream <laughs> so he throws his papers out the window he's like oh what's even point i'm gonna go back to my dead end job and he goes to his dead end job which is to paint album covers bigger so that they can be put into uh onto record store uh windows and stuff like that um which okay now i'm not gonna lie though it's kind of a cool gig i don't know, I think so well, well i mean yeah yeah, if, that, if you yeah. if you're an artist and you're making money doing your art, I mean, I know it's not like art from the heart, sure, but uh, it's a it's a it's a gig. It's a paying you know? job. It's a paying yeah. job, and you're doing what you're like you trained for. So maybe this is me being <sighs> <laughs> 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 maybe this is just me like taking issue with one of the you know the core premises of the film. He's like, oh, it's it's such a lousy, stupid job. I'm like, hey, dude, you're not like flipping burgers. Or making yeah. people's coffee. Not not that there's anything wrong with that. I make people's coffee, um, but but like, but like it's not a dead end job. It's it's a, it's a, it's a legitimate it's a legitimate gig. You know. It's, I think it's it's respectable. And you know. And here's the and here's the thing. It's not like when you have a job like that you can't do anything else. No, you can't, you can still do art on the side and then start working. Okay. <laughs> this is, a, this is just me. <laughs> instantly tearing apart. This a part of the film. <laughs> it's just like, but but honestly, like you don't have to quit your job to keep doing your art. Mm. You know, like you, you can honestly, so many people just have to work their, 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 steady job and then do their art on the side. Cause I know, cause I'm doing that. I'm, do, I'm do, I have a, I have my regular job that actually pays the bills and I'm trying to get YouTube's up and started, and just s- slowly starting to monetize that. And um, you know, that's just that's just how it is, and I feel okay with it. And I feel like that's just a, the normal trajectory when you're trying to make it as an artist. Um, it's just that's just how it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, he's he, you know the thing is maybe I would maybe I'd have more sympathy for him if he wasn't so whiny about it. <laughs> like he's really whiny about it. He's like, oh, he know, news stupid John <laughs> <laughs> I don't know okay anyway so uh, he's on he's on uh, he's, he's uh, going down this uh, road and then there's this thing from outer space that comes down and it's a beam of light and it's uh, and it's Olivia <laughs> Newton John on roller skates yep and she goes right up to him and smooches him and then she leaves <laughs> zoom and uh, and he's like what <laughs> come back <laughs> whoa whoa <laughs> <laughs> and uh she's like no bye ha, ha ha giggle giggle and he's like well that was weird i just got kissed by a stranger <laughs> 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 oh, right in the mic that sounds super gross <laughs> um <laughs> And uh, how does it lead to him running into Danny, the beach bum? Danny's playing his
1: clarinet on the beach. Mm. Incorrectly, I might add. But he's giving it his notes, all.
0: No notes on how to do that right. but <laughs> um, Yeah, he's uh, he's playing his clarinet. And then Sonny's like, hey, what's going on? And Danny's like, hey. And I, he, I don't remember how they even get on the subject about opening up a place and oh that's later when he's he's oh, yeah. Danny's
1: hanging up or sorry Sonny is hanging up one of his his, his billboards and then he runs into Danny again and Danny's mm, like right, right, right. hey I just bought this uh this Glenn Miller album let's let's hear it at my mansion <laughs> Glenn Glenn Miller. I
0: haven't ever listened to Glenn Miller. The only thing I know Glenn Miller from, and Steve's going to know exactly what I'm talking about, <laughs> yeah. is him being referenced in Red Dwarf, probably from Rimmer's record collection. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, the reference in, uh, specifically was in the uh, the episode DNA. They the uh, there's a ship approaching the Red Dwarf that they think is an alien vessel. And, uh, they say it was probably aliens and remember says, Oh, they're probably going to return Glenn Miller.
0: <laughs> and then he comes oh. over the loudspeaker. Oh, okay. comes over the loudspeaker. We don't want him. Go away. Oh, okay. That was the reference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's right. It's the, uh. James Last was the one from his yeah. record collection. That's right. Uh, no, uh, <laughs>
1: actually, interesting enough, I looked it up. Glenn Miller really did vanish. He ended, and the plane he was in, they vanished over the English Channel. Really? Yeah, oh, they wow. They they, uh, truthfully, they probably
0: crashed. Uh, that's, just uh-huh. my, that's just my, my so feeling. So you don't think it was the I aliens? I don't think they were kidnapped by aliens. <laughs> 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 we don't want, want him. Go Go away. <laughs> Um. Geez. Although apparently Glenn Miller was a really, really talented guy. But, um, yeah. yeah but I, mean, I again, I haven't listened to any of his music, so I can't judge. Yeah. Um. But you know, actually, the fact that he wasn't in Rimmer's record collection, there you go. Actually, makes me think that he he might have made some pretty good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, James. Last. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. So yeah, basically, they talk at the mansion and. And D- Danny's like, oh, you know, I want to do stuff. I mean, it used to be something. <laughs> and then, uh <laughs> <you know. laughs> And then he dances with ghosts from his past. And, you know, the thing is that the plot's so thin. Cause it is
1: super thin.
0: Because uh, there's just so much padding. Mm-hmm. You know, like musicals inherently, the songs interrupt the plot to happen. Mm-hmm. And maybe if it's a really smart musical- They'll, like, use those songs as, like, character development, i.e., like, Part of Your World from Little Mermaid. That's a character yeah. development song. That's, like, yeah. an, an understanding of what it makes Ariel tick and what she wants out of life.
1: Also, um, uh, Sweet Transvestite from Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's yeah, a that, very that, character that, song.
0: That, <laughs> that is the introduction of Dr. Frankenfurter. No, you know, actually, um, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show... Uh, there are definitely a lot of songs that interrupt the action, but yeah. like, but I, I mean, that's one of those so- That's one of those movies where it's like, the songs are kind of the best part. <laughs> so it's like you don't want those <laughs> those to stop. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, uh, yeah, I, he, it, I, I, Well, that's is, the thing because then at
1: this point, yeah, at this point, what know. is the plot? The plot is basically they start working towards making the club. Yeah. And Kira, the muse, she just comes in and out of their lives. Yeah. And he loves her. And then he gets despondent when she reveals she's a muse and leaves. Then he goes to get her from uh, from this extra dimension where Zeus lives. Uh, that's the true story. <laughs> and then he pulls her out. And then they open the club. And then they have a huge dance sequence at the end. And that's it. That's the movie. Spoiler alert, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, let me know in the comments right now if you were really... No, you know what? It doesn't even matter if it's a spoiler. Because, like... Like, you know how the movie's going to end. It's it, because it is. True. It's, it's, in, a bear. It's, in, and it's
0: in the trailer, actually. Yeah, it you is. Know, like, the, the, like, some of the final shots are in the trailer.
1: I honestly thought, because I've been wanting to watch Xanadu for years. Uh, it's, I don't know why. And that's a weird sentence to say. Uh, but, like, legit. It's just like a, a morbid curiosity thing. This movie did have the balls to uh, um, call itself Xanadu. So I was inherently fascinated with it but i thought the majority of the movie was going to take place in a roller rink like you know that that was just kind of something they, they just come back to mm-hmm. and that it was it was going to be like the i mean it is
0: the main the main centerpiece of the film but i thought like in a setting wise it would be in there a lot more yeah just the climax essentially which you know honestly it doesn't feel like a climax it feels well you know what it feels like is just a big end musical number because holy that's cow it just
1: like muppets take manhattan
0: oh yeah that's how muppets
1: take manhattan ended in a big musical yeah. number. Oh, interesting. And yeah, then true, just true. ended. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, huh. hmm. yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, this movie's just kind of there for the songs as well. Yeah. But you know, the problem is, is that it's not that the music's bad because it isn't. More more often than not, yeah. It's just not super memorable. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like I don't know, like Greece. Yeah. You don't forget those songs. No, nope. you well, know, not all of them. Some of them you'll forget, but the 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 big ones. You know, the it's electrifying and yeah. uh, tell tell me more. Tell me, like you don't forget those. Mm-hmm. And Xanadu didn't really have those big songs, except for. Xanadu. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: obviously, I mean, at, at the very end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, um.
0: But y- you know, I. Uh, yeah, the music's not horrible, but it's just not. It's just. When you basically make a movie that's an excuse for the songs, yeah. you that's what you want is you want you want songs that people are not gonna forget. Um, no you're right I mean one of the uh,
1: prime examples is there's a very long scene when Sonny and Danny are imagining what the club will be like mm-hmm. and Danny is imagining it it's big band style and and Sonny's mm-hmm. imagining it with a rock band and then those two those the, they're both playing music numbers and then they mm-hmm. merge at the end and stuff like that I couldn't tell you how that's, those songs went no but what I,
0: what I do remember and this is sort of what Xanadu does have going forward yeah. is the visual elements the yes. the dancing I remember very well um and uh, the there's a lot of like cool special effects sequences which are admittedly are actually not too bad looking for the time yes um and that stuff works uh works a whole lot better than a, the the music I mean like it all works together but like I remember that that stuff better than I remember the music sure so, yeah
1: yeah um <laughs> there was an Olivia Newton John song that was like a ballad that's um I after a minute I was just like I'm done with this <laughs> done with this
0: same with this. the song there's an animated portion which is really weird oh yeah i almost forgot yeah, to mention yeah. yes
1: don bluth who had very recently left disney yeah and was and according to a spoiler alert the adaptation which has a making of xanadu at the back according to that they were in production of secret of nim which was still titled mrs frisbee and the rats of nim uh so i mean mm-hmm. which makes sense uh so this was this was
0: pr- probably after yeah. uh Dragon's Lair. Yeah. Which is uh Don Bluth animated. It's a very famous old arcade game where it's sort of like uh you have to d- use trigger re- like reactions. Uh, I guess what are called now quick time events. It was essentially the first I won't say it's the first cuz I don't know that for sure, but it was a an early quick time event game where you had to react very suddenly to certain things and uh or or your main character a knight would die. Hmm. and um he and yeah it was a very hard apparently it was very hard but he, uh, it was it was amazing it was like a revolutionary for the time because it was a fully animated um video game yeah yeah and it was it was a, a fact that like that that's, you still don't really see that very often these days I can think of a few exceptions but that's still something that people don't really do because it's just so much work yeah um so that was especially with
1: hand drawn animation too you yeah. know
0: oh yeah. oh yeah it's bonkers um uh, he was showing off <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah but no i you're right i don't remember the song i do remember watching it and my first thought is this reminds me of anastasia and i was like nope not anastasia thumbelina yeah and yeah, uh yeah, yeah. I very i very much like thumbelina i haven't even seen that damn movie but
0: <laughs> i saw thumbelina when i was a kid when it was uh relatively new i haven't seen it since so um, it's like D-
1: don are you recycling animation like what's going on man
0: What's going no, on? No, just he has a look, you know? Um, his characters I've, have a certain look. I don't know, man. I feel
1: like though some of the dances and stuff, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, he I guess I guess it was it was over ten years later, mm. so he probably was just like, eh, will notice. No one will notice. <laughs> uh, and it's like who and who watches down to do anyway. The guy, um the
1: guy is still alive. I cannot believe it. He
0: is working on a new movie Madness. for the first time since 2001's Titan AE. Whew. Sorry, we're tangent. <laughs> um, uh, um, and it's, it's actually a film adaptation of, uh, Dragon's Lair, oh. which to me, if that's his final movie, there's something kind of poetic about it. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm totally game. Yeah. I'm totally game. So yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the little animated part of his is kind of, uh, it's fun. It's, it's kind of fun. Yeah. It's kind of different. I, li- I like the fact that it's there. Um, but yeah, I don't remember the song. We went with it. I no. Know. I just don't know. Yeah. So I'm I'm sure people who've watched this movie are a lot of like, how, how could you not know? But it's like, well, yeah. I, I saw it once and, you know. Well, no, you're right. Because, again, uh, and I know really,
1: really weird examples, but Grease and Rocky Horror Picture Show have instantly memorable songs. Not all their songs are memorable, but instantly yeah, memorable yeah. songs in there. Totally. Uh, geez, I, I gotta think of a different example because those are <laughs>
0: two weird ones no but but they are hairspray hairspray is a good example Hairspray has got some really memorable ones there but'm I'm, I'm the, the honestly like Greece and Rocky Horror Picture show the arguably the soundtracks are better than the films yeah. I I I believe that uh Greece I think is very um unfocused a little problematic as we say <laughs> these days um and uh you know it, it's uh you know it's 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 okay you know, it's it's clearly spoke to a generation, but I think a lot of that's because of the music. Mm-hmm. And Rocky Horror Picture Show is just so weird, um, and the music is just really like makes this ridiculous story palatable. <laughs> I think <laughs> so. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think that uh, you know, Xanadu Z- uh, had so little actual plot and story, the movie had the music had to be good to compensate. And yeah. it was, and it was fine, but yeah. it wasn't like. Yeah, I feel like we're retreading the same territory. Yeah, so yeah was, I, I cool.
1: do appreciate the fact that it, the Electric Light Orchestra songs were unmistakably them. Yes, sometimes I do watch movies where it says, "Oh, uh, soundtrack by Yola Tango," and I, then I forget. You know, where
0: oh oh yeah right. I forgot this movie was the soundtrack was by Yola Tango. I forgot about that.
1: I didn't. I didn't notice.
0: Um, Although you could argue there's merits to that as well. And that they're very adaptable and they're just serving the project well. I guess,
1: but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I liked the fact that you know I could hear the, the songs and I knew, knew which ones were the ELO songs. You know, because yeah, ELO just stands out as punchy stuff. You know, hmm? uh, it's great, Mister Blue
0: Sky. I mean, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't hire ELO and want them to not sound like ELO. Exactly yeah, right. So, exactly yeah.
1: No, because you sound a little more orchestrate. Remember, Oscar. you want the
0: Oscar. Oscar.
1: Let's get into the shocking... <laughs> uh comic adaptation i i couldn't i mean this was a fantastic opportunity for me to actually watch the movie now that i had a really good excuse to do so
0: yeah yeah and uh, and i was itching to do a B movie night i've been i have uh i haven't done one in a long time so (laughs) sorry um, i think
1: i think i should mention when you had uh, war of the monsters on andrew was kind of i mean he was kind of half invested Not even... Invest is too strong word. But he was... He was present and he would be watching occasionally. Mm -hmm, But... And then we watched a short film. But as soon as Xanadu came on,
0: he he checked out. (laughs) He was gone. He left the room. He went to yeah. go like uh, play a switch. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. was.
1: He, the, the, song, the the movie is uh, not not suited for thirteen year old boys. I well, guess. you know, yeah.
0: not really. I mean, it's not really suited for me either, particularly. <laughs> but uh, but the thing is, uh, well, the, the fun thing about B Movie Night, yeah, is that we riff on the film. It's basically oh, yeah. we we have fun with it, like Mystery Science Theater three thousand, riff
1: tracks. Um, or yeah, exactly.
0: Um, and that's and that's what makes them so much more palatable. Um, what I will say is, actually, I just started rewatching. Uh, not rewatching. I'm watching the newer seasons of Mystery Science Theater 2000. I'm yeah, like, I'm having a, I'm having a hoot. Oh yeah, no, yeah, Mac and me, and the Mac and me. One. I haven't seen that one
1: yet. Yeah, it uh, the first, it's
0: the first of the new ones. So, yeah. Um. So, so but, sorry
1: about that. A, a shock, shockingly, a comic adaptation, Marvel Super Special, yeah. number seventeen. Not the most
0: intuitive choice to no. be honest. Bec- well, because the same thing I said about Muppets Take Manhattan. Mm -hmm. is that um, this is um, a musical, and how do you translate music into a comic? Yeah. Um, And I don't know. (laughs) I I, I still don't necessarily have an answer for you. Yeah. Um, This one even more so is strange because it's also a dance movie. And how do you yeah. do, translate dance into a comic? <laughs> now,
1: Mubbistake Manhattan
0: tried. Like, yeah. they
1: tried to incorporate... And uh, we, sometimes were successful, and sometimes it was awkward. But this one, they they didn't... Uh, I, personally, I feel that um, they kind of went for a bit of a different artistic aesthetic, mm-hmm. uh, which I'll get into, into in a bit. But the... Hubris, I wanna say the moxie, the chutzpah of Ooh. trying to make a musical that's focused around dance um into comic adaptation is
0: very bizarre. You know? Uh yeah. What gave me some hope <clears throat> going into this is that the script is done by J. M. Demetis. Yes, I noticed that. Um uh, which is I mean, for for those who don't know, I mean this is a comic podcast, so maybe everyone's like, Yeah, of course I know. <laughs> um but very famous um writer he did um Kriven's Last Hunt. Yeah. But one one of the stories that um that I really love that he did it was Web-Spinner's Tales of Spider-Man. It was the first the first story in there. It was a story about Mysterio and it it's what made me love the character. I thought he did hmm. such a great job at at uh humanizing Quentin Beck. Mm-hmm. And uh making the story really about him and then Spider-Man was just sort of like a secondary player in that um, the, the really, yeah, it was, it was Mysterio story. And whenever people would make fun of Mysterio every time, cause you know, the guy gets a lot of flack because like, <laughs> he doesn't do anything. He just tricks people. I'm like, well, yeah, I know that's what he's, that's what he's supposed to be. Um, I would always say, well, if you read, read the story and you might like Mysterio more and then no one did. So mm. it was just, it was just me. It was just <laughs> me enjoying it. Um, but I, I really liked that story. I really did. Then you've
1: got a massive roster on the art. Oh, yeah so so many people on the art and at first when I first looked at it, I was, um, like just just from the the opening pages, I was like, why do they have so many people on the art? This actually leads to my my observation about uh, about the comic adaptation, um, which I'll get to in a second. but I mean it was released hot on the heels of the movie eh? it was uh, November 1st 1980 and uh, mm-hmm. yeah uh, but I again, again, shocking number of people on the art here. Um what are your
0: thoughts, Doug? I it felt like I just read it so
1: fast.
0: Yeah. Like it's a, it's a it's a breeze to get through, but it goes through all the story beats. Mm-hmm. So it just shows to me how much padding of music there was in the movie. Well, they even had to have that huge making of special at the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which which to me seemed like they were just sort of like, "Man, we don't have anything left to say." <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. like, like we, we we covered everything yeah um but i think it's it's very nice to look at it's very pretty i think the art is great um it really captures that fantastical element like i said in the movie there's some really cool visual stuff for 1980 um and they embrace that in yeah. this and i think that, that was that was a good choice because um, I mean, really, what else could they do? They couldn't capture the dance. They couldn't capture the music. So to to they to embrace that uh, neon, um, otherworldly aesthetic was really the way to go. And uh, I think they did a good job of that. Um, yeah, and and I think as a result of the fact that um, the songs are removed more or less, um, it and it moves at a much quicker pace. It's just a lot easier to swallow than the film. Mm-hmm. Um, this, the film, I'm just like, man, it's still going. Like, and <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, there's still this final. It's only like 90 minutes, though. No, right? yeah, it wasn't long. It, it was, was about 90 minutes, movie. but it f- felt like it wasn't going to end. Mm-hmm. Like, especially like they were finally in you know, the world, ro- the roller rink, do opened, and they're like, they're like doing these different dance numbers. If you don't like how they're dancing or the music that they're playing, do you got nothing? <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing. Um, but this, um, you know, it, yeah, they, they, they go through all the story beats, and it's fine. Um, you know, it's not exciting. Yeah. Because the story's not exciting. <laughs> but they do their best. They really do. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's that my, my main thought. What about mm-hmm. you? So, first off, the sketches at the beginning, mm-hmm.
1: uh, at the very, very beginning, I love that stuff. As somebody who honestly cannot draw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Like, honestly. I'm uh just not brained that way seeing uh dance and movement sketched and plotted um i love i love seeing that mm-hmm. stuff i think it's really cool
0: i gotta say i'm really disappointed by the 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 actual front cover oh yeah, yeah. it's just stills of the movie and they're not like great quality stills it's too dark too for um, a colorful
1: colorful story yeah and yeah. it's it's dark uh, and with the font and stuff like that it almost looks like you know more conan
0: yeah, which is interesting because like the just the there's sort of a, a there's a sp- an, I guess on inside co- I don't know what this this cover is exactly but there's one of them drawn the characters drawn and it's a lot yeah. brighter and everyone looks happy and they're dancing
1: it actually looks like and it reminds me of like old school musical like Oklahoma or something actually
0: you know? to- yeah I'd say yeah. I'd say so it doesn't re- yeah it doesn't capture that fantastical element but it looks fun and it's bright and I feel like it better represents what's actually inside the comic yeah yeah
1: uh, there was a sign that did bother me fairly early on it was kind of like. It was like another still, um, and it was the two of them in front of in front of the club, but they were blue screens. And in the context of film, okay. But if you're putting it to page, why? <laughs>
0: like, yeah, you see what it, I mean. Uh, it looks it looks weird and it looks bad. Um, yeah. I mean, it looked bad in the in the movie too. But um, you know, you also have to go like well, it was 1980. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like generally speaking, blue screen wasn't very good. It just it was just the limitations of the time. We just got a lot better at that. Yeah. Um, but to purposefully capture that moment mm-hmm. seems weird to me.
1: Yeah, why not paint paint it, you know, uh, or, you know, paint it out or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so here is kind of my my thought towards the art aesthetic here mm-hmm. and why there's so many so many people on art. Because you can't capture the music and because you can't capture the dance, I feel what they did instead was they showed um, different kinds of arts. The art styles change, not drastically, but they change as the story progresses. Um, at first, it looks very kind of you know comic booky, but by page seventeen, it looks like pastels. And um, as you, as it progresses, the the art takes on s- subtly different different tones and different uh, different sharpness and and the coloration and and the the art blendings and I think that that was done purposely to be honest um to engage the reader a little more to to keep the person a little more invested because they needed an, an art aesthetic spectacle and they weren't going to get it any other way so why not engage them by by playing around with the art a little more hmm. you know what I mean um That being said as well, there's a little cynical part of my brain is like, or, you know, maybe they were just really running under deadline and they hired on like a ton of artists to finish it up in a week. But, you know,
0: uh, I can either confirm (laughs) or deny either, either thing. Um, Yeah, you know, hard to say. I I mean, I'd love to be optimistic and say like, oh, yeah, there's so much intent behind every panel. But at the same time, you know, it is a job with deadlines and like, and like, and like a bottom line. So,
1: yeah. But there yeah. was, but it wasn't disjointed either, right? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I, yeah. I liked it. I, it was enough that I noticed as I was reading through it. Um, yeah. Okay. The, now in particular, uh, the art on pages 27 and 28, I felt was a deliberate attempt to, to replace a son instead with something visually interesting. So there's a lot of these little, little things going on to be visually interesting. Um, it to make up for that lack of motion and the lack of auditory stimulation there. Um sometimes though the characterizations can be a little hmm, ho hum. Uh Sonny in particular, the way his face is drawn, and I get it. Michael Beck, he's got kind of an angular face, but um, yeah, yeah. sometimes he looks really old.
0: Well, you know, though I feel like they captured him the best out of the three main characters. Sure. Like, as far as, like, actually capturing his likeness, I felt they didn't really capture Gene Kelly. Mm. And Olivia John, um, uh, she just kind of looks like just a big grinning plastic figure a lot of the time, you know? (laughs) Yes. Like, just grinning in every frame, you know, which I guess she kind of was in the movie too, so. Sure. She She was a big grinner, that one. Yeah. Um, but, uh... Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I can see what you mean. Is that he does look a little angular and 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 it, it ages him occasionally. But you know, but on the whole, though,
1: I I really like the art in this in this uh, comic. I really think the writing is based on what you could do with the source material. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is honestly, I think the best that you could hope for. And and if I'm going to be 100% truthful, yeah, I like it better than the film.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I mean, there's some really lame lines, sure. but but I remember those specifically from the movie too. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so they're basically just quoting, <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you can't really hold the, yeah, you can't really hold the comic um, responsible for for the things that don't work in it. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. they, I, I do feel like it was kind of like the best they could do. Um, it is almost, this is pretty much as good a comic adaptation of Xanadu as you're going to get. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh,
1: the ending is, is fairly good, fairly good, all things considered, because Mm -hmm. they had, again, the unenviable task of transforming a huge musical Mm -hmm. dance sequence into an end, an ending for a comic. And so it's just like, okay, well, what are we going to do? So instead they focused more on the, um, more on the, the personal interplay, um, in that they really emphasized that she could only be with him for a moment more and what that drawn out moment felt like. And she's with him. She's able to come with him. They're transported into the club and they spend a moment and then she's, and then she's gone. And so instead of, instead of this, this really long and admittedly really good dance sequence, mm-hmm. um, in, instead, we have this, this personal co- connection, this, uh, Sonny is making the world. He's making forever out of the moments. Uh, he, and, and the, you can't, you got to capture that succinctly because you can't draw it out because then it's not a moment anymore. Then it's like, uh, four pages. So she really is only with him for a moment more, but that's, that's enough for him to feel vindicated and, and, uh, to be caught up in it. It is a little, um, I, I am a little, like, kind of scratch my head over this waitress who apparently just happens to look just like her, who's pushed kind of in his way, because yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I mean, I get it, there's a, there's a part of you that's just like, oh, great, now he can, now he can have a woman that j- looks just like her, and then uh, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, wait, that's kind of weird now, actually. Yeah, yeah, when,
0: he, when once you start to sort of say it out loud, <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, okay, mm. so what if she doesn't want to date him? Man, yeah, uh, truthfully, if truthfully,
1: I think a more poignant ending would be he'd be sad to see her go, but none of this mopey stuff. He'd just
0: he'd sigh, and then he he would kind of look around at at the club. And That's, you know yeah. and that would make sense because she's supposed to be a muse. Yeah. She's supposed to inspire and then she can he can look around and see that she actually did her job and mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, look what I have accomplished. I never thought I could be a business owner, but yeah. here I am." Yeah, the hero doesn't have to get the girl at the end, even if it's a
1: different girl. It d- you don't have to. The the journey doesn't have to lead with a wo- or leave with a woman. The journey could be uh the fulfillment of something that he didn't think he could ever do. Uh Interest, and interesting enough though I mean like this doesn't end with him like being a successful painter you know what I mean or like finding mm-hmm. inspiration to to paint a magnum opus no it, it ends with him becoming a business owner which is I I'm I don't know whether I like that or not truthfully but it's it's interesting it's an interesting sort of twist it's just like because you've now you've restored an old club you've made something new and, and fantastic you have brought joy to an old man who for 35 years was lost and you yeah and all these people have come and it's a success and and it's yours
0: and you should own that. Well that's the problem is that um there isn't that level of exploration because the movie doesn't focus on that it focuses yeah. on the whimsy and like oh look I'm amused and watch me roller skate and watch me dance <laughs> and uh when it could be trying it could have tried to establish, it could have tried to establish um that um you know you you can find success in ways that you don't expect, yeah, you know, like things, um, like just because that I think that's a very relatable issue that people go with, you know, mm-hmm. like, like like I I, I could kind of connect with that. It's like it's like oh yeah, you know, like you know, maybe I had these certain dreams when I was a little bit younger, but maybe, um, but maybe life won't actually take me down that road. Maybe when I actually try and put my, uh, you know, he'd he quit his job to try and pursue art, and then he found like he could not find the inspiration. But may, but he did find success in other ways, and I think yeah. that you know I think that that's just a very relatable story that it would have been cool if they were able to um explore that, but they just the movie didn't focus on that, so so as such you know d- did the movie end with this waitress thing i even can can't, can't yeah, remember that yeah, did. did okay I did. so it is yeah. the same thing, okay, it wasn't a creative liberty i just i, I just for, i just couldn't remember <laughs> <laughs> um i as far as I as far as I was concerned. Once she was taken up into space, that was it. That was the end of the movie. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, it might have been better that way. <laughs> if it ended right there? Yeah. Could kind of, have. Yeah. Uh, truthfully,
1: um, another thing I actually really like about the comic, again, isn't actually about the comic, but there's so much excitement with the the, the making of feature at the back. Mm-hmm. You know, like these are people who are, you know, they're all they're promoting a movie. You know they're yeah. promoting a movie, but the the way they're they're talking about the people involved and the effects used and all this sort of stuff, it's it's an exciting thing. You know, uh, it's pe- it's also people who believed in the project, I assume, and uh, and I like I I actually kind of like that. It's not a very it's it, well it is it does kind of have some technical stuff to it, but it's not like and then they did this and this and this. But there's there's an energy to it which which. It almost carries on the spirit of the story of the comic, you know, because the comic is about uh, Sonny and Danny, you know, building this club from the ground up and uh, and fulfilling dreams and stuff. And then the making of for the movie is about all those people making the movie and building it from the ground up and uh, and finding inspiration and stuff like that. And and you know what? I, I It just stuck with me. I loved it. I thought oh, I thought it's fantastic. I you thought it's so
0: paralleled. It's it's kind of cute in retrospect, <laughs> yes, especially in retrospect, <laughs> because it, it, you know, like some of these reading some of these old comics, it is kind of cool mm. because you see where the excitement was at the time and what they thought things like Xanadu would be. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is going to be the motion picture event of the century. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, there you go. And, but but time has treated it. There's two. There's two things. Either people don't know what it is, <laughs> yeah. or or people are like, yeah, the movie kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the, and and yeah, that's. Uh, I think it's kind of cool to get a glimpse of just what what uh, what, in these people's view, uh, what the future held. Yeah, for Xanadu. Yeah, um, yeah, it's real quaint. Real quaint. Question time, Doug. Would you
1: have called it something else? The movie. I feel. I personally feel like. The title of the film does it a bit of a disservice because the title is a bit mm, <sighs> exotic, but in like a gaudy, you know, it's like Xanadu, <laughs> You know, I, I expect to hear like like again Conan the Barbarian on the mountaintop, Zanadu, yelling, and his horse comes w- trotting up. To hell something. with you! He, to hell with you, Zanadu! You know, would
0: you have called it something else? You know, it's it's weird because like I I mean maybe not maybe like it just it just needed to be the c- boldest expression it could <laughs> be you know like like the, the movie the movie you know it's made in earnestness it's it's it completely went it put its chips in yeah. for what it thought it was going to be mm-hmm. and they're like and it's going to be called Xanadu <laughs> <laughs> uh- and there you go bada bing bada boom bada bang and you know yeah. it's like it's like i don't know to me it it, it feels right mm. you know i i guess you know the thing is they call the club xanadu and yeah you know it's just it's just part of i don't know it's just like almost like they built the story around the name so yeah it's yes like, it's, it's almost like well i mean well if what else would you call it yeah. you know what uh,
1: else? actually truthfully i uh, i think i have a better name for it what's that rollerball
0: <laughs> okay so anyway <laughs> Well, you know, if you do wanna watch that movie the <laughs> the like I really wanna see a movie in a roller arena <laughs> roller ball is the way to go. So there we go. Right. Mm-hmm. We uh we talked
1: about um a couple of possibilities last time and before uh, enthusiastically settling on Xanaday. Do you remember any of them that we were you we were thinking of doing?
0: Um Hmm oh the oh shoot I I meant to bring my list. I kept the list. Um we could do either Howard the Duck or do we want to go down a better route? Look, we could do Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, like you know, we don't need to go down the B movie route every time. <laughs> um, uh, so, no, actually,
1: you know what? Yeah, no, uh, it hasn't been that long since I've seen Close Encounters because I showed it to Andrew, who re- actually, strangely, really liked it. Um, oh, but cool. um, it's it's the atmosphere, man.
0: But I'm very curious as to what the uh, the comic adaptation would look like. Well, so, you know, Spielberg. He does really um, set a uh, a Tone of wonder. Yeah, yeah. The aliens scare the piss out of me. Yeah. So uh, it's been it's been a few years. So I'm gonna have to rewatch it. Uh, do, do you have it?
1: No, no. I had. Where did I gotten it from? Mm. I don't remember.
0: I have it on DVD, but it's in storage. So mm. I'm going to have to. Well, well, I guess I'll maybe check out Black Dog again. Hell yeah. yeah they're, they're, if they don't have Close Encounters, I don't know what they'll have. Because <laughs> uh, they had Xanadu. <laughs> but they didn't have Millennium. No, they didn't. No, I'm sorry. I
1: uh, desperately want to show Andrew Millennium. I haven't watched it in years. I
0: don't think I've seen it.
1: Yeah. Uh, at the time, I thought it was mind blowing, but contemporary reviews kind of mm, are a little hard on it. Mm. Anyways. I guess that's that's it for us for uh, for this episode yeah 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 I'm almost done um, almost done the past back catalog for music A to Z podcast yeah I'm getting there so um, feel free to check that one out
0: well Steve Steve you have a new project uh, if they're that's in right. the Vancouver area um, or, or the- even or even not because of the age of internet folks I have a radio oh, totally. show now
1: it's called Prog Rock alley where uh, where I explore all forms of progressive rock. Including art rock, math rock, fusion jazz, you know, all the good stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so coopradio.org, it's Vancouver's co op radio station. It's currently on at 1 a.m. And at, on uh, Sunday night slash Monday morning. But age of internet, folks, it's there.
0: It's there. coopradio.org. Yeah. Co-op Take a listen. Well, Steve, I wanted to congratulate you on your yeah. show. It's a big, uh, a big achievement, uh, to, you know, get your stuff on the, the radio waves, yeah. uh, I actually had a, a, a gift for you. Ooh. It is uh, Mood Swings by Addison Project. Oh, wow. Uh, it, it, because it is uh, it is some fusion jazz prog stuff. Oh. Um, that I, although I, I found a few songs on the internet, it was yeah. very hard to source uh, some songs. So I thought, uh, just get you the CD. Are they Québécois? I, they are. Let's th- Quebec. Uh, well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I knew it was Canadian. I didn't know Quebec specifically. Because it's, it's mostly instrumental. So, hmm. in fact, it might be entirely instrumental. But, um, the, yeah, I, I was going for me. Um, mm-hmm. and, of course. <laughs> hey. Yeah, it was, you know what? We'll, listen. we'll listen to it in the car on the way home. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh so, yeah, if you guys want to check out uh, some, some uh, Canadian prog, because there's going to be a lot of Canadian content because it's a Canadian radio station, so you have to play 35% Canadian content. Yep. If you want to know what Canadian prog rock sounds like, mm-hmm. check it out. Yeah. I, I also help with putting together some of the playlists, so please listen for, I've my, for two, my sake too. Two or three of your playlists. So. Two at the moment, but yeah. I'm working on more. Cool. Um, with slight augmentations, apparently. Obviously. Um, and if you want to follow me, Check out YouTube moving underscore pictures. That's pictures with a K, mm. and um, or if that's a little hard to find because sometimes it is. You can type in Beast Wars Wednesday if you're a Transformers fan, wah, wah. Um, and, and that'll, that'll definitely take you there. There's nothing else out there called Beast Wars Wednesday, so nothing else. Um, and uh, you know we cover uh, TV shows and movies and video games and you know that kind of stuff. Any, any if it's a if it's a picture that moves on your screen, we'll, mm. we'll talk about it cool yeah so yeah check it out yeah I try to be funny so I like it yeah we also did a little bit of music stuff but not a lot of music stuff cool that's all I have to say now (laughs)
1: awesome well we'll see you next time folks so keep reading comics keep watching movies
0: (laughs) don't (laughs) bring me down don't bring me down Mr. Blue Sky.